Hey everybody, Phil here, and uh, not gonna lie, I'm a little drunk, and I'm at my parents' house in Connecticut. Ajay Raj, he's in Europe, and I hope he's also a little drunk. This week we're bringing you a swap cast. <laughs> That's right, it's someone else's podcast. This is my appearance on a friend of mine's podcast called Let's Connect with Mr. Jake Kunkin, really good friend of mine. And uh, that podcast, think of it as... Mark Marin's WTF for people who haven't made it yet. And the reason why I'm bringing you this one is because a lot of people ask me about ayahuasca. And it's a, it's a hot topic these days because of fucking Chelsea Handler and a few other bandwagoners. And I always just refer them to this episode of this podcast because it's like a really long thing <laughs> to explain to somebody the whole stage is a tripping. And after that, I talk about one of the worst days of my life where... A bunch of weird events happened to me, and then my ex broke up with me, all within like an hour period, kind of a weird thing. Oh, and really important, just for context, this was recorded at uh, Union Square. It was outside, so we make reference to that a couple of times. Anyway, guys, enjoy. Yeah, because you, you smoke a ton, and you're not like, you're not like a... You know, drum circle and, uh, you know, poncho <laughs> kind of hippie, really. Uh, You're just like a regular guy outwardly. who happens to... I would gladly come across a drum circle, eat some mescaline, and play a djembe, <laughs> but I'm not searching it out on the internet. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> Craigslist that shit, exactly. Oh, man. But I, if you happen to be somewhere and there was a drum circle that appeared, you'd consider how... Okay. You made me think of, like, what I'm willing to do versus how I present myself because I present myself pretty much like a bro from Long Island. Like, I try to not come off that way in my speech pattern, but, like, generally the way I dress, what I do with, like, a golf, and I, like... There's a lot of people like that. Yeah. That are from Long Island that try to mask their accent and, like, they don't want to be associated with uh Well, I also realize, like, I'm down for, like, the cause. Like, I've taken a bunch of drugs, and I look back on it. Like, when you ask me, I'm like, no, I'm not really that into drugs. But when I, like, I'm like, oh, I've done shrooms several times. I've done this, I've I've done done that. that. I've done ayahuasca, too. You ever do that? No. How did you consume ayahuasca? In a tea form? Okay, uh, this is kind of a long one. Do you want to get into this? Oh, I'd love to hear it if you're willing to share, dude. Okay, that so th- this is what it is. Because uh, it's a very powerful, only heard, yeah. It's a very powerful hallucinogenic drug. It's actually, I don't know if it's the most powerful. Like if it's like the habanero pepper of drugs, if so, you will, or like the heroin of, or well, not the heroin of drugs, but you know what the I mean. Ghost chili pepper of psychedelics. Yeah, it's the habanero. It's dimethyltryptamine. Um, basically, what? Yeah, there's DMT in it. Basically. Uh, it's not a street drug, and you can't really get it in America. You can get like a bullshit version in America. I heard you can order the raw materials, like you can oh, order sh- the bark and then the I'm thing, sure and then could. do the brew and the. I have a f- yeah. Well, I don't want to blow anybody's cover. I know people who order like gun parts, okay, individually on the internet, and then yeah, a set, yeah. like you can do that. It's it whatever. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you can do that. I'm sure. There's also the bullshit American version, kind of like uh, absinthe. You know how you can uh-huh. get, like, there's the European version and then, like, the bullshit one yeah, you get Yeah, yeah, the one with green dye. Well, anyway, so to get the real version, you have to go to uh, South America, and you have to uh, go to a temple, and you have to take part in a ceremony. Yeah, with shamans and shit. Yeah, and, and, and so how it works, so me and my, my, one of my buddies, we went 
hours into the Andes Mountains in Peru, and we went to a temple. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You took ayahuasca in South America. Yeah. You are the, did the real deal. Oh, yeah. man, that's amazing to hear. I've heard some people, like, yeah, I ordered and smoked it in my friend's basement, or, like, I made the tea no, fuck at that. home. I did the oh real thing. Oh, my God. I've only heard, like, uh, some... Very interesting uh, drug people talk about their trips. This guy who made the Fleshlight, uh, he, was, he was involved with a company that makes the Fleshlight and then went on to make a supplement company, told this crazy story about his journey. You to think of that idea, by the way. Like, you know, I'm kind of high and I want some pussy, but I don't want to talk to a woman, yeah. so I just want a device. I just want to <laughs> clean it up and forget about it. Not need to Only spend I, any I had time something that it. looked like a flashlight that sits on my book stand that I could fuck right now. Yeah, a ginormous flashlight that I have sex with. It's amazing. Um, so I want to hear what you got into. Did you go down there with the goal of doing this? Um, yes and no. Okay. It, so, was, it was in your heads. No, no, no. It was, it, it was planned. Okay. We had to research it and stuff. One of my buddies who, like, really wanted to do it. Like, I was basically the only person who'd go with them to do that shit. Yeah. Because I'm an adventurous guy, whatever. And I also knew a couple people that lived in Peru because uh, from my, I used to work at Disney World in Florida. Okay. And so I knew a couple of people from Peru. And uh, so, you know, we said hi to them, had dinner with them for like a day or so. Time and out. And then we trekked it out. What was your job at Disney World? Uh, I was a front gate greeter. Oh, a little hello guy. How old were you when you were doing that? Uh, 22. Okay. Nothing like living in Orlando. You got to get out during the summers, though. Uh, yeah. Well, you can't, though, because you can't afford to because they only pay, like, $7 an hour in Florida. Oh, yeah. So, so you just keep you trapped right in their system, huh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sorry it's, to uh, interrupt. That just... No, it, it, it's... It. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks now. Give me, give me a minute there. But yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> having flashbacks about Orlando, but not, we're talking about ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, of the two... Orlando's well, yeah. way more severe. Oh, we got some twelve-year-olds that are watching uh, us. Too. I told you like, this is a bad idea to do the of park potential, take. though. I love doing it out here. There's undue attention. People think we're actually something. We're just two guys talking with. No, they're just like, look at those trick. asshole plaid-wearing kid, white guys. Well, it's the are, Plaid Bros podcast, and uh, you guys are listening to it. We'll be right back. <laughs> um, all right, sorry to interrupt. You and your one buddy, two buddies, one buddy. We're going down to Peru. He was very eager to do, take the. Take oh, the he did all the research and did all the planning on that end, uh-huh. and I like basically helped us book the flights. Like, that was, okay, hey, everyone's yeah. got their role. Yeah, basically. And so I get on there, and in order to do this drug, you you have to go to a temple in the middle of the fucking mountains, mm-hmm. and you have to take part in a ceremony, and they give you like an hour long introduction on like how to do it properly and all this. And so you you walk into this this temple, and it's like a circular temple. And this is at night, also, by okay. the way. God, and this you don't just, awesome. You don't just do it with, like, you know, How you far buddy. from, like, normal city, like, a small village or um, something with electricity or something, were you? Well, I mean, it was at, like, a like a retreat okay. kind of place. So it's like, a so village there center there? So, no, no, this was off the village. Okay. And it was funny, because we Google lied to our cabbie. Uh, so actually, so to get there, you fly to the main city, which is Lima. Then you fly an hour to another city, which is Cusco, which is famous for Machu Picchu and a couple other, like, the big famous okay. ancient landmark kind of things. Um, and from there, it's, like, another hour-plus into, like, the crazy, like, out-of-the-way villages. Not, no, not jungle, because it's more like uh, more mountains, more like 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 Upper New England feel, okay. like, kind of okay. that kind of thing. I got gotcha. like, New Hampshire kind of Peru's shit. Peru's down there, huh? It's well, a whole people other who speak a lot of Spanish there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you think south of us, you think hotter than us, but they're on the opposite side of the equator. Going well, uh, back we, north we went in January, 
So, oh, which was right. planned. That part, because you know, if I hate winter, I fucking I'm one of those people that hates fucking winter. Ah, so if I, anybody invites me to go somewhere warm, I try to like center it between January and like March. Sure. So this is like January. So it was super nice down there. It okay. was like seventies, eighties. Beautiful. And um, so yeah, you drive another hour outside of the the city, and the Google Maps fucked up, and. The guy almost dropped us off in this, like, little pissy little village in, like, the middle of the mountains. And then he stopped us before we got out of the car because he's, he said in Spanish, um, I think, what's the word, like, seguridad or something. It basically said, like, it's not safe to drop you off here. Wow. You know, Did either of you speak Spanish? I speak broken high school white guy. And your friend nothing? My friend nothing. Wow. So he was, he was relying on my broken Spanish. Middle jungle broken Spanish. He said it's not safe to drop you off here. Yeah. So then he asked one of the locals, hey, how do you get to this little retreat place? And then the guy said, oh, yeah, so we're going to set the village, whatever, whatever. And we uh, went. And so anyway, circular temple. It's nighttime. The only light is moonlight. And in order to be to do a drug, you uh, they give everyone like a... Like a like a pad thing to like lay on, uh-huh. and you everyone Yoga lays. Ever, no, a little thicker, okay. actually comfortable, not okay. a fucking workout mat. I hate <laughs> those things. And so you lay around the outside of the temple, and open <laughs> air. No, it's closed. Oh, okay. The windows are big, so you get a lot of moonlight, uh, and also you get a puke bucket. Sure. Because everyone your own. Everyone gets your, their own. Everyone gets their own little little fucking puke okay. bucket because this. The best way to describe this drug is that it, it forcefully removes all of your negativity, both physically and emotionally, wow. from your system. It's crazy. And so anyway, uh, how it works is the guy gives you the intro, and then you go around the building one by one, or on the side of the circle, and you take what looks like a, like a double shot of like some purple liquid. Okay. Uh, some people are struggling, but I can, I can chug. Cold? Like, hot? Room temperature. Whatever. Okay, I don't know. I, they probably some just had it in the witches brew. Yeah, some crazy. It, is there anybody dirt. else in this temple not doing this ceremony, or is it just for you? Um, guys? I think there's like one shaman who's not, but basically everyone. There's like three or four shamans, and like three of them are fucked up on this with you. How big is this place? Um, I would say it's probably about. I don't know, fifteen yards uh, diameter. Oh, it's a circular like circular single temple. room. Single room temple. Okay. I'm yeah. just trying to paint the picture in my head because this sounds nuts. So everyone's like, he's the shaman's in the center. You guys are all circled well, around him on your the main, like, altar. And then in the center, there's, like, a little... St- Sacrificial like, plate. Sort you guys of. are killing a little child. <laughs> yeah, later. you have to sacrifice the virgins or whatever. Yeah. I get it. Um, now, I hear there's, like, tobacco smoke being blown in your face and all sorts of things involved. Maybe that's not all no, of the way. not at all. With okay. I, I don't, again, I did the real thing. I mean, I've heard that, like, that's part of the ceremonial, like, they'll, like, just, like, be well, weird. They, they light candles, and uh, I think somebody lights like what looks like the like the old school religious incense with like the little looks like a lantern thing that dangles off your hand. I don't know the name for How it. How many other people are with you guys? About thirty. Wow. Plus the shaman. So yeah, it's it's a pretty uh, you know pretty big room, and so you're in there, and you take the shot, and one by one, and you just do like a little prayer before you take the shot. Okay. And then about an hour later, you start tripping. Balls. You're just sitting there, people breathing, meditating, hanging out. What are they doing? Yeah, well, sort of how it works is, uh, well, this is, what, this is what happened to me. Okay. So I took it. You know, my buddy takes it. Everyone takes it. And then, you know, we're all just kind of laying there, chilling out. And about 40 minutes into it, I start seeing these, like, little red lines, like, flying at me. Just wow. Right in my face. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really freaking out. 
because just to notice it. Well, like I knew I was, I knew what I was in for. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'd done shrooms before. I did some other stuff. Like, I whatever. Think that ayahuasca is definitely not like oh, I've never had a psychedelic experience. Let me go into this one. Like I think you definitely need to hit a f- like first base, second base. Like be there a little bit. Have oh a few yeah. Freakouts in Connecticut uh, in the oh, garage, yeah. your buddy's not, basement. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is not a, a starter. This is not JV shit. Yeah. This is absolutely. So about an hour in, you're seeing red lines I'm come at you, like lasers almost, or more distinct, like it crayon. Lo- or it looks something. like a like. Yeah, like I, I guess I know lasers, it's hard to put but no, like they're too. they're lines, like uh, yeah, like sort of like these red lines across flying okay. at me, almost Horizon, like yeah. right in your line of sight. That's very interesting. Yeah. They're coming at me, okay. And then I hear somebody uh, puke because like and I was holding in puke like about twenty minutes Feeling in, and sh- I thought to myself, I'm not gonna be the first motherfucker. But you like we're feeling nauseous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. It makes and they they say to you like you're probably gonna puke. Yeah. And so I hear somebody else puke, and then I hear somebody else, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Now it's socially acceptable for me to... Do you puke when you uh, take mushrooms? No. See, I don't either, so that's what would give me pause. But it's kind of like uh, making weird breathing noises in yoga class. Once the first person does it, it's like just a hailstorm. Everybody else is like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once once the seal is broken. Yeah. And so... uh, Did that, like, enhance your... Go from, like, feeling nauseous to, like, fine, or... Um... Some people puke twice. I only puked the once, which was good. Uh-huh. Uh, I <laughs> so yeah, I, I get up and, and I, I go and there's like a little brook or depending on what part of the country creek. Okay. Uh, outside and they tell you like, oh, take your bucket and go, you know, uh, clean it out because you don't want the uh-huh. place smelling like yeah, puke yeah, in the morning. Yeah. So I clean my my little bucket out in the in the brook. Tripping and, on on on. Yeah, well, I, I regain my composure for just enough to get back into the to the to the building. Okay. And then this is where it gets really fun, <laughs> because wow. I was um, remember like we're in the Andes Mountains. We're at like a I want to say twelve hundred feet elevation. Okay. It's high. Yeah. And yeah. so the moon is really bright. Uh huh. And so I by the time I got back in the building, my eyes had adjusted to being outside. Oh. And so it was pitch black in the temple because it's nighttime. The only light I could see was. The uh, like there was candles in the center. Okay. So I said to myself, like, all right. So what I'll do is I'll just go to the center of the room, and then I'll just kind of stay there till my eyes readjust, and I'll go find my spot. And um, I'm walking in there, and and, and oh, by the way, I, I two very important things I left out in the beginning. Uh, one, there's the dude who's not tripping balls is playing like an acoustic guitar, which is okay. like soothing. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. very well. And the, the, also, they tell you that the spirits are going to come for you. Ooh. And that when they come for you, don't be afraid. Don't resist. That's because, great. Yeah. And so I go to the center of the room. And in that moment, I, I, I don't know what really happened, but I, I, I felt this, like, wave of, like, emotion come over me. And I, I, okay. I, I fell to my knees. And I, I felt as if I had absorbed all the goodness in the universe wow into my like spirit that's intense as fuck and oh it was like all like my childhood and woman issues and all this crazy shit that i deal with like it was as if like it melted off me wow it and it you was could like feel it or you like you feel like bad going away and the good coming in or just noticing so much good coming in that, both wow like it was like it, it was it was very cleansing in okay. that moment and and the guy's playing the guitar and I don't know what the fuck song this guy was playing because I'm tripping balls, mm-hmm. but I, I'm convinced that it was the most beautiful song sure. in the world. It's your song. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, oh, it, it, that was amazing. And then there were, it was weird because there were like flashback moments of weird things that like traumatized me from, you know, seventh grade or whatever happened. 
and they they just I, I could see the image and just see it floating away and just see it not matter anymore. Wow! And, and it was oh, it was crazy. It's like forced meditation. It's like forced to being good at meditation. That so, sounds yeah, amazing. Like you're, so like I said, the the best way that uh, to describe it is that it forcefully removes um, the positive. I mean, forcefully removes all your negativity. Physically and emotionally. Uh-huh. So, like, physically, I puked, got whatever was in my system out, and then I emotionally, stuff was starting to melt off. Okay. And then, so, the, I go lay back in my spot, and I, at this point, the drugs are really kicking in, because uh-huh. I'm, like, an hour, hour and ten in. And I, I had this this vision of standing above what looked like a major city, not necessarily New York or really anywhere, but I was standing above this city in this glassed-in room, and it was, like... Everything, the whole, it looked like this, like a nuke just went off in the city. Everything really? was like, like decrepit and like abandoned and black and disgusting and dirty. And I noticed these like what looked like like hieroglyphs or some kind of ancient language uh-huh. written on like everything. Like every little thing was written all over everything. Oh my god! And, um, oh yeah, it was crazy. It was also horrifying because. Sure. You know, at this point, I'm on a different planet, pretty much, yeah. in my head. Like, that's your reality. And so, are you, like, sitting down, just seeing all these I'm, things? I'm laying down at this okay. point, back in my pad, uh, but my soul is obviously somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And so, I remember the guy said, he was like, oh, yeah, dude, like, when the spirits come for you, don't hold back. And so, I remember th- thinking the moment, I was like, all right, you know what? What are you guys trying to tell me? That's huge. What are you trying to tell me? Some What's going on shit. here? And then, once I did that, Everything went from decrepit and horrible and abandoned and burned and smoldered to like metallic and bright silver and beautiful and oh, it was crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, it's because you like allowed it to happen, type of thing. Yeah, and that was at this point um, in in the hallucination, like there's not really voices, but like I would say messages. And one of them said to me, "He's like, hey, don't try to figure it out." Right. Don't worry about it. Just experience it. You know, and, and I, I, and then I, the thing is, in my head at that point, I was thinking about lots of things. Uh-huh. And then I realized that not everything needs to be figured out. No. You know, because I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, you know me uh, outside of this, obviously. Like, I'm a, you know, very busy body, and I'm the kind of guy who, yeah. you know, I, I definitely. The brain's constantly running. Oh, all 24-7. Especially We're when similar I'm, in that way. I yeah. just don't vocalize it. I try to like, act like I have my shit together. Everybody else is like, oh, Phil's fucking high strung today. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm a chatterbox, and I'm really, really high strung. And I, I like, love it. If, if I can't make something make sense logically, it drives me crazy, uh-huh. which is the root of a lot of my woman issues, but that's a different conversation well, that's also entirely. Like, uh, a very interesting point of view with comedy is like it can, you can like go nuts over a joke, like trying to figure it out. Get the, Some get the things are down. just not funny. Yeah. Even though you think they are. And, oh, and that, that happens to me all the time. I'm with you, man. Yeah. No, I, and so anyway, I, I'm back on the pad. Uh huh. And because this, this is totally Shining not. Shining Silver over. City. Um, yeah. And then so then, then I go to other places. I went to. Um, Flying or just like teleporting just, being just there? Not really, just from, from conversation okay. to conversation. And I had, at this point also, I'm crying. I'm puked and I'm crying. Uh-huh. Just liquid um, from every, every. Oh, day. yeah. And <laughs> so. I had a full conversation with uh, this girl who ripped my heart out like 10 years ago. I had a full conversation with this other um, chick from whenever, several years back, whatever. Uh-huh. And then I had another conversation with my mom. Wow. Full, and, 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 like, the thing is, like, yes, my body was in Peru, but my, my spirit was totally at my house talking to my mom right. for, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Right. And it was like everything was coherent too. Like I, I remember what all of them were wearing, what they were saying to me, 
and it was just yeah, it's really like were shit. they good conversations like resolution? All of them. Yeah, all of them. yeah, all of them are really good conversations. That's pretty awesome. Man. And so like, basically, a lot of them were me realizing shit. You know, like me realizing like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have hated you for that or gotten mad at you because. You're, you know, you're just a woman. I'm just a man. We're all humans. Yeah. All that hippie shit. No, that's great shit. Don't feel bad about that yeah. stuff. See, I think that's one problem with, like, our, ourselves when we talk about this stuff. It's like, well, I'm about to sound, like, really crazy here. It's like, no, man, these are your fucking experiences. Like, we don't yeah. need to apologize for how well, we... And so, yeah, so what I took away from that was really just, you know... Don't be mad at people, and don't try to figure people out. Were your because relationships you... with those people you had conversations with better when you got back? Uh, one, one of them exes. I'm still not in speaking terms with. Okay. And uh, my mom and one of the other ones I, I totally, uh, <laughs> I like Facebooked her because I hadn't talked to her in like right. seven fucking years. So, right. yeah, it, it, or not seven, but, well, actually, no, yeah, probably about seven years. And so, yeah, it was definitely um, pretty powerful to realize uh, what you had to do. Because, and if you read about ayahuasca, too, you realize that, well, not realize, but a lot of people say they have, like, visions and life-changing experiences. Sure. And they, they go through major life changes right after they do it. And Did I kind of I Yeah, um yeah, a little bit. I Did mean, you have any like major things you took away from it like you you know like whether it's like mantras or just thoughts or just mainly what was the one I said earlier which was just don't try to figure it out. Yeah. You know? cuz when you, when you spend your time trying to figure somebody out it, it, especially somebody else, it's it's just gonna ruin your shit. Sure, you know it's gonna mess you up. For well, you can spend a lot years. of energy trying to think of every single answer or route or possible reason for a thing happening, and then realize it may be any of those, it may be one of those, it may be none of those. But you've wasted a lot of like physical time and mental energy worrying about stuff that is gonna get figured out regardless. Yeah, no, exactly. I like so that. So don't man. waste your time trying to figure positive. it out. Um, how yeah. long ago was this? Uh, f- oh, shit. I think three and a half years ago. Is it still as powerful a message now as it was like when you were like the first two months you got back? Or um, Yes and no. Yes, because I remember it and think about it sometimes. But I'm telling you, for the, the month or two after I came back, a lot of people were like, dude, you're like really different. Yeah. You know? but good way different? Definitely good way. A lot less high strung. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, you, you become a lot more calm and you, you get... Sort of like uh, you make like a plan, kind of. It, it, it calms you down and uh-huh. makes you say, oh, you know what? This is what I have to do to change my life, and I have to do X, Y, and Z to accomplish A, B, and C. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking pretty sweet, dude. It's pretty inspiring. I think a lot of us need that reset as well as the ability. Yes, right. Everyone needs to do drugs. <laughs> There's ways of finding it without drugs, but then, like, for me, I would say something like yoga, especially like hot yoga. But that is Oh, yeah, drugs. you're a yoga guy. Yeah, dude. I love it, man. And it's I'm so many challenges. When I, when I found that out, I laughed my ass off that you were being Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a standard, like, New York City bro, man. I'll ride a fucking fixed gear bicycle to the hot yoga studio and back and uh, grab a kale shake. You are a basic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I like flossy, too. Like, I have nice calves and I have fucking good style uh <laughs> yeah, you have the exact same style as me yeah we're we, wearing pretty much the same we shit exact different same. colors yeah right now we all we both just to set the tone we both have new balance shoes ankle plaid socks, shorts yeah. and like a weird graphic broy hipster tee mm-hmm. on that's, that's uh <laughs> just so you guys can see like we're going out like yeah. twins here yeah this is so sad people probably think we're like a gay couple interviewing each other or something well at least we're talking uh, about it on the internet absolutely oh it's you know, oh sorry we can't make we can't make fun of people anymore or groups Actually, no, let's more make fun of us. <laughs> What's Yeah, definitely. I don't know uh, what the number of people is that constitutes 
it being politically incorrect to make a generalization. About oh, if you if you say the word either black, gay, women, if you just say the word, you've offended somebody. Well, the That's Jews are going to be calling us. Goddamn. Well, you are Jewish, so yeah, you're allowed to say all I'll, those I'll, weird I'll, uh, words. Apologize. I'll show them my circumcision scars. Oh Jesus! That's how we uh, shake hands. Just show each other penises. Cut. I'm cut. You're cut. Let's hang out. Well, Nick, see, there's a lot of non-Jews, though, that have that done for, like, medical... You can tell when it's been done by a real doctor versus some fucking moil with a huge beard that probably sucked the blood dry. Was yours yours done off that? Um, I had a moil. I don't know if that means he's an MD, but he definitely had, like, a Sharpie. Uh, I mean, an X-Acto knife. Did you ever meet the guy that did it later in, um, later in your life? Thank God, no, because if I did, I'd probably slap him in his face. Not that there's anything wrong with my cock. Beautiful cock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a group of children walking by us. <laughs> I told I you doing this in a park uh, was a bad idea. I love it, baby. There really are, like, a bunch of, like, 13 to 15-year-olds who just walked by and heard Who is he uh, seven days on this earth to tell me that I can't have my entirety of my penis? But I will tell you something crazy. So in college, um, I know him. You know him. It's a comic, but he has headphones in. So I love those interactions where you know somebody, but they're like, you know what? I could go out of my way to say hello to them. Here's the thing. Maybe he saw us and was like, fuck those guys. Yeah. (laughs) There's a chance. Um, Although a lot of people who last month or so don't recognize me with all this going on. Your hair has grown out like... uh, Rocking away different than you used to. So. Yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to start growing that again. I just. I don't know. Yeah, you got I your summer summer look back. But let me tell you. So oh, in yeah, college, I lived with four guys, five dudes in a house. I was one of them. Two dudes were uncircumcised. I didn't like. They're just like would make jokes about it and tell us about it, and make fun of us for like, oh, your parents cut your dicks off. They're terrible people. Um, to the point where I was, like, relatively convinced that I was not going to circumcise my kids. Like, I was raised kind of Jewish, but that, mm-hmm. like, doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, and they were telling me all these benefits and all this stuff. Like, oh, man, it's, you know, it feels better when you have sex and it's better for jerking off and all this shit. It's like, man, I got to get off. me one of those. Uh, but recent development, I... Ha- just a few months ago, like started hanging out with a buddy of mine from college that I lived with in school. It was one of these dudes because um, he moved to Brooklyn, and he was telling me about how he's having sex with his girlfriend, and uh, tore uh, the foreskin. Like I don't know if he's pumping hard while going dry or some shit, but basically like a strong. Wait, which, rip. which hole was he in? I think it More was... More kids walking by. <laughs> Set up. <laughs> Set me right the fuck up. It was her, it was her asshole. Um, no, oh, I that's think... That's why. I yeah. don't think so. I think, <laughs> it, I think it was regular vag sex. Maybe he's just not good at turning her on. Maybe she doesn't get wet. I really don't know what the case... Or maybe she's trans. Exactly was. But he uh, tore it um, and then now needs, like, uh, surgery... Uh, they put stitches Four in skin it. Four stitches. Um, oh and he might have to get, like, an adult circumcision. Like, uh, lose, lose it, oh. go from, from being uh, an aardvark to a, to a cut human being as, like, a I've been told that that's some of male. the worst pain you can go through is when you're healing and you're calcing Oh, my God. I couldn't adult. even imagine that. Like, I yeah. hate getting a cut on an elbow or some sort of <laughs> joint because it's, like, never heals. My dick, that's changing shape all the goddamn time. Yeah, you ever fuck up clipping your nails? Like, imagine that times oh, a thousand. It's fuck. 
Yeah, hangnails were terrible. I couldn't imagine a, a ring of stitches around my cock at 25 years old. A fraternity brother so of yeah, ours. He's got a choice now. He can either be scarred or chop it off and be cut. Like that. Those are, I guess, that's probably what the doctor said. Like. I wonder, it depends on, like, how it heals. You should bring him on here and ask him about his cock I for an hour. I should fucking see if That'd he'd be, be willing to go first person with it. I'm, like, protecting names right now. Um, <laughs> it seems so terrible, though. It seems, because I was like, yeah, like, my kid isn't living in the fucking desert in 1900. Like, he can fucking wash his cock with soap and hot water, and I'll mm-hmm. do it for him when he's one years old. Uh, but apparently... There's other negatives in terms of, like, you're more susceptible to disease because there's pockets of moisture and your cock might rip. And, I don't know if that one's true. I think if you wash, you're good. Right. But say you, like, have sex with a girl, uh, no condom, and then, like, you just fall right asleep. Uh, well, then it, you're responsible. <laughs> yeah, but, God, <laughs> sleep is good right good after job, you come. Or you didn't pay attention in health class. <laughs> one of those two <laughs> things. Uh, you just got to keep some wet wipes around just for your... That'd be hilarious. Skin. Like, you had, like, a drawer... And you had like condoms, and then right next to it was like those little, the little Texas cactus little <laughs> restaurant wipes. Like, hold on, sweetie. Like, as soon as you're just done, clean myself. Just pull out. Let me just, uh, you know, you're. Pr- I don't trust you. You're too pretty. You've definitely oh, got wow. some. Oh wow, cleaning your dick off in front of a girl. It's like, ah, oh, you're cute, but yeah, I don't well, trust that, you. That much. That's why you don't trust them. Oh my god, that's so does. That's gross, man. Ugh. Um, so. Everyone Back to your friend's dick. Thoughts yeah. and prayers out to my buddy with the healing dick. I couldn't imagine it. I was going to like, oh, I'll raise my kids however uh, God intended. And now I'm like, nope, modern medicine and potential. But if you Google that stuff, it's awful. I don't know if you know what a skin bridge is, uh, but it's basically when like a circumcision gets botched and there's still some like attachment. Oh, he's got like half a helmet on? So right. Not my buddy. So this is just in general. Yeah. Uh, and then when you get boners, it's like super painful. It feels like your like, skin's being like stretched. It uh, seems awful. Everyone Google skin bridge and then throw up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then after that, uh, Google prolapsed rectum and uh, priaprism. Those are other oh, God. Those are other words. A little tulip action. Well, those are words you have to know about. I uh, had a best friend in high school uh, who biological father was gay she was this fucking awesome girl got like party animal of the high school and just was fucking constantly hilarious and drunk to be around um and her biological father had sex with her mother in the 80s and uh they had a kid but he lives with a dude and like we would go over her house all the time he was talking to us about this one night where they all went out to this party when he was like before he had kids, um, and this woman had sex in, like, the coat room uh, and came out with no underwear on, like, a short skirt <laughs> and just going, singing the song. She goes, I'm inside out, and just showing her, like, prolapse badge tulip. Oh just, like, beat the fuck up, dancing around the party, showing her cooter to everybody's. <laughs> I was like, God, you gays in the 80s really that, had a good time with your that, drugs and your ladies. Yeah, I mean... Being flashed as a dude is never a bad thing. You know? Beggars can't be choosers. You know? I guess, yeah. I guess you take what you... Uh, it's tough. With the internet these days, you expect every everything to be trim and primp. And, oh, man. Oh, that's yeah. that's you always got a, You got a manscape or womanscape or whatever they call it. Wax. Yeah, get a Brazilian. I'll pay Definitely. for it. Speaking of genitals, I saw the other day... I saw a dude jacking in the street. In the street? Like, not even in, like, a park or a bench? Oh, or? dude, no. I was walking to the gym. I was over on uh, Lexington, and I'm walking through Gramercy. 
and uh, this dude's just just jacking it on the street. I don't mean like, he, like I don't mean he was like hiding behind like a tree, covered up with a blanket, trying to rubble out. Uh-huh. I mean he was like middle of the sidewalk, pants halfway down, in his hand. Wow, like the like guy who made Coney famous, like the catch Coney guy who ended up jerking off in the street three weeks later. And yeah, yeah, and no. Like, oh, let's forget about you and your cause. Yeah, no, and, and so this guy's beating it. And by the way, like, he was hung, too. He was like a beer bottle size. Yeah, you're not like, going to jerk off in public if you're not yeah, if packing. You have, if you're, yeah, if you're, yeah, I guess if you, if the more you're packing, the more apt you are to just rub it on. But yeah, mm-hmm. and so then this dude yells at him from across the street. And he's like, yo, man, put your dick away. And this dude, without missing a beat, just keeps beating it and with the other hand just shakes his head and gives the guy the finger wow like that, that the level of confidence confidence as well as commitment like he was sticking with the bit god yeah yeah like learn. wow he, he should teach a comedy class here in new york city that's amazing yeah that was absolutely um, so did amazing. you watch him finish or how no i was well, you know this is what happened i had a weird thing happen i was kind of like like traumatized for a little while. By sure, it. because like that's it, real life. It, in that well, in that moment, I thought like, is this what it's like to be like a woman with a cell phone? Like mm. you just get shown dicks you don't want to see just all the time. <laughs> but uh, is that? That's how I also feel about yoga class. I'll get out of a great yoga class, completely relaxed, breathing easy. Probably saw a bunch of cute girls bending over in these tight pants, and then go into the men's locker room, and it's just like forty-year-old dick and ass. I'm like, oh my god. I've got it down to a strategic, I wait like 20 minutes to go into the locker room so most people are gone because I'm not gay and not insecure with my sexuality, but it literally will like ruin the calm that has washed over me. It's like feeling great and see like a a dick with gray pubes, not making that sleep any easier. Yeah, you know, and the other one thing I noticed about that is that the older a dude is, the more happy he is to whip it out and show it to everyone. Oh, he gives so few fucks. They, yeah, they really. It's true. It's kind of like this guy giving himself a whore's bath in the goddamn (laughs) Union Square. It's it's a guy in jorts uh, washing his head in a water fountain that I will never drink from again. Don't stare. Don't stare. Ah, Helen's going to ask us for money or something. Don't stare and then report into a microphone exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Let me see this guy dressed in all white with a white cane slash possibly umbrella. This is amazing. I'd be impressed if it was both. Oh, man. Yeah. Get some characters out here. I... Yeah, I, I never really want to whip it out because you know what happened to me about two years ago? I was uh, changing in the locker room, and I couldn't tell if this dude was staring at the floor or at my dong. But got a little self conscious about out. it. No, oh, no, I, I don't give a shit. You found out. Well, how? Found out. And this is what happened: is I'm sitting there and uh, we're watching the TV, and you know how dudes are. Like dudes will make a smart ass remark about something, and there was something on the TV about like some sports thing. And I just made, like, oh, hey, isn't that crazy remark or whatever? Right. Just because, you know, Trying I'm a sports guy. Yeah. Whatever. And I guess he took that as, like, a, like an opener. An advance. Like, yeah, he, he wanted to, like, he thought, like, oh, this guy totally. Sees me staring at his he dick wa- he and totally is now wants talking to, fuck to me. me. Yep. Yeah, he, he said one line about sports. Clearly he wants to suck my cock. Yeah. And uh, so then, you know, I finish up. I'm changing. And the dude's still staring at the floor, or so I thought. And then. As I'm leaving, I got my. This is winter time. I got my coat on, 
and I'm like combing my hair, um, about to get out of there. And this dude walks up to me. He's like, hey, I need you to read this. And he slips a little piece of paper in my fucking coat pocket. Oh, my God. And it said, you're hot. Call me with his name and number on it. Wow. Gay sex is so easy. That's amazing. Dude, dude. If I, I've, I've talked about this a lot before. But, like, if I were gay, dude, I would get the hottest dudes. Yeah. That would You'd be, fucking be crushing it out there. I'd be killing it. But I also hear it's a lot more work. you got to be keeping things more cleanly and sanitary and a little primper and tighter. Like, well, you're just, not, just work out, man. Just work out and maybe shave a bit more parts of your body. But, God, I mean, it would suck to be an ugly gay dude because then you got to find your type. It's like being, like, a fat chick and, like, owning it. It's just like, all right, black dudes and people with fetishes. <laughs> um, My brother is one of them. But then again, you love the people who love you. So I, I see it happening. We're fortunate enough to be normal-looking human beings. You're recently back on the market, so... Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And so, anyway, so I see a dude jerking off in the street, and I'm traumatized by it. And then, like, 45 minutes later, I'm writing in the... I'm up in uh, Madison Park, and I'm doing some writing, going through my notes. And uh, my girlfriend calls me and breaks up with me. Wow. So, I, I went from... Bad omen. Yeah. So, I go from... Oh yeah, an hour before that. Oh, you know this I have to talk about too. Right, so we're gonna we're gonna Tarantino this. So I love it. See a dude's dick. Girlfriend breaks up with me. I'm crying in the park in front of children. Okay. Just, How long were you guys dating? About a year. All right, that's serious. Yeah, about a year. Like um, and because I have issues, too, is pretty much my first like real girlfriend. So yeah, yeah. we but, all got some yeah. issues. So I'm on suicide watch right now. The few few of my friends, but uh, this is gonna be a long cast. No, I'm just yeah, it, it's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, at least she had the decency to do it in the summertime. You know, yeah, when, when all the skanks are out here in yep, New York. Yep, yeah, yeah. Because see yeah. some cleavage on the way home. Exactly. So anyway, right before this, I, I have a new arch nemesis, and it's this fucking open mic comic. I don't know his name, um, and he's not like a bad dude or anything. He's, he's just, just a, a very, very naive new comic. Okay, those start and to bother me too. He, well, and this is why he bothered me, and you're gonna love this one. And you, you've been—I don't know how long you've been in for. Uh, three, uh, like three and a half, three yeah. and a half. Okay, so I'm like four and a half. So we're in the same fucking level for the next ten years if we decide to keep <laughs> going down this horrible path of dive bars oh and God. shitty people hating us. Anyway, so approval from strangers. I do a uh, <laughs> open mic last Sunday, and you know we were just all hanging out, talking, whatever. And this dude mentioned, "Oh yeah, like I'm brand new to comedy, whatever." And he is uh and he said he was like an actor before so you know one okay. of those one of those a-holes who Good thinks like oh presence, like yeah. i've done acting in theater so clearly stand-up is easy for me like uh-huh. one of those douchebags and it's not because whatever and anyway so i see him like um three days later at this other um up at one of the comedy clubs and i don't want to name yeah, names fine. for whatever reason out of mike or just hanging out i'm um, just hanging out i think yeah it was right before mike and okay. so anyway and he comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, hey, man, are you gonna do that uh, that showcase show down at the the place?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, "You mean Bringers, right?" He's like, "Oh, yeah." I'm like, "No, I don't, I don't, I don't do those anymore. I, I stopped doing those like f- more than four years ago." Right. You learn right. real quick. For those of you who aren't comics, Bringer shows are useless. They're just there to exploit your friends Most for money. People getting you to bring in audience. Like, yeah. Some people get a decent tape, but other than that, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's bullshit. Anyway, um, so this guy, <laughs> he's like, "Do you do any Bringers?" I'm like, "No, I." Uh, you know, I don't, I don't do those anymore. And he goes, "Oh, really? Like even for you?" He goes, "Oh, because like I figured you were doing this the same amount of time as me." Oh, I almost, gonna, yeah. I almost punched him in the fucking face. I, I, I almost. Ah, it's so frustrating. And then I, I and then I, the thing is, I was nice about it though. I was like, you know, look, man, I know you saw me do a shitty set at a shitty open mic when I was like third to last. It happens. 
you know, right. but like I've been in here for you know four and a half years, and I'm not saying I'm better than anybody, whatever, no, whatever. But and no, oh, and this is the worst part is I gave him an out. I was like, yeah, so you got at least another four or five years of this to look forward to, right? And he just looks at me and goes, I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> See, like, there's levels of delusional that I can put up with and not that, put up with. Yeah. Oh, I, I had to walk away. I would I would have said something mean. God. Yeah. I'm starting to get, like, I haven't been to too many open mics lately, but I'm starting to get to that point where I'm like, just speak your fucking mind. Oh, what am I going to offend this guy? And one day uh, he's going to have work for me? Fuck. And him. the thing is, there's so much turnover in the scene that, like, it, you give it a year, you're, it's a whole new cast of well, characters. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. I'm not saying it's right, but my approach for the first whole year, like year two maybe was like assuming that everybody was like way ahead of me mm-hmm. uh, and then you start to realize like oh you might have been doing this longer or we actually started the same week or you've been doing this less time but you're fucking funnier than me like there's a, you can recognize that but for the first like 18 months I was always just like okay this is th- these people have been in New York they're doing the New York thing like I'm gonna figure it out I'm not saying you have to be super humble or come yeah, in and fucking jerk yeah, us off yeah but you were never a dick and that's the thing. Just don't rub people the wrong way. It's such a turn. You'll always yeah. remember it. Well, it was karma because I accidentally got into a little scuffle with a guy who apparently was a working comic like a week earlier. Yeah. And I made it because he got offended by something that I said. And I was like, what are you offended for? What are you like six months in, dude? And he's like, I'm a working comic. And he got super pissed off. Ah, beautiful. But like, you know what? If you're going to get offended by anything and yeah, you're where gonna you work in Nebraska, comic, you fuck. Get out of here. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> It's like you're not allowed to get offended if you're the one on stage telling crazy, insane jokes, you know? No, if you've done it at all and you're there understanding what's going, like, you can get offended at someone not working hard. You can't get offended at what someone's saying. No, I I got called racist by this this, uh, African-American fellow comic just because he years said ago, the N-word on stage. And his entire mean, no. act is ripping on white people. Yeah. But yet I'm racist because I, I brought up a topical story once. Right. And I'm not going to get into who said it is something anything, that like, yeah. actually happened to you. And yeah. then he's like, well, white no, people No, no, you're racist. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable the, the, the double and triple standards that we get laid upon here yeah. in this here world. And I guess, like, praise isn't hard to come by, but it's not doled out easily here. Like, I think that people will give an honest response to an actually well-written funny joke, especially if they've only heard it once or twice. Um, but I do think that people are aware of like well, trying to look like they're dick riding people, um, and I think you got to just tell people they're doing well if they're doing well, and not be fake. I hate so that starts to bother me a lot. Is when someone that you don't see or you've seen like once or twice catches you after like a bad or decent or whatever set, and they're like, "Hey man, yeah. that was great, good job." I'm like. All right, dude. Like, I, I'll gladly say hi to you, but like, that wasn't a good set. Like, just don't act that way because it's not. Well, well sometimes they don't know better though, because like some of these. You know, I've been long enough that where some of these newbie comics sometimes get off stage and they're like in awe, like, "Oh wow, this guy actually told semi-written jokes and not not just talking about problems and women problems." You know, it's just it's yeah. there's actually full complete thoughts now. Yeah, and, and I people guess think I'm awesome, and I feel bad for them because they don't know what awesome is if they think that I'm good. I don't <laughs> you know, know what your like uh, base level mentality about yourself is, but I have like a bad feeling that I'm. Oh, you can see right through that girl's skirt. Yeah, like, she, she just looked at us too, like yeah. what the after you guys, and then smiled at us. So that's pretty cool. Hey, I'll chase you down and freak out. Um, I like carry myself with the idea that I'm basically not good at this, which isn't the healthiest swing thought on the planet, but it also is like keeps me somewhat well, driven keeps you to working hard. keep writing. It keeps you working hard. Yeah, but you gotta like be able to enjoy some things you do. Like there's occasional times where I have like good or killer sets and like be 
pretty thrilled for a little while afterwards. But it pretty quickly turns into like, ah, you still fucking suck. And like, this joke doesn't have any ending. Or like, you didn't get here. You didn't Just get watch there. any real comics HBO or Netflix special. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I have to take what I have now and make it funny. And then an hour longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, take that one five minutes that went well once and turn it into 65. Yeah. You ever get scared of that? Because sometimes like I'm writing about a topic and uh, I got like, you know, seven or eight good lines about it. But these guys have, like, 12 minutes on it. Right. Not, like, the same topic, but, like, my topic of whatever I'm trying to talk about. Uh-huh. It's like, shit, I need to really break it down that more, much more. And I mean, the answer yeah. is obviously yes. But it's kind of scary. I, I do worry about it, but I also, like, think it's also a process of your own, like, writing style developing. Uh, because you can be like, all right, I'm talking about this situation in a park with, like, some lady that was a bitch to me with her fucking uppity dog and it lasts for three minutes and like how do I really expand and whatever on that like what I've noticed is that comics that are like that five seven year mark really start to go from like a deeper level of jokes whenever I watch an HBO special or anybody's special I'm like oh a lot of what I say is very surface level like it's not that it's not unique to me it's not that I'm like stealing or being basic it's just that it's like two minutes of the topic and then I'm done with it mm-hmm. as opposed to watching someone do a 15 minute chunk starting off with the subway and then ending up with how, some Chinese guy in San Diego that yeah. fucked him over from and it's just like oh you I guys see were how psychological you this whole story and deep and all that yeah I'm, I'm trying to get one day I will get there yeah <laughs> I think watching people develop too really uh makes me realize what is acceptable and not like it took me a few a few hundred times on stage to realize like oh you could take a piece of this story and a piece of that story and put them together and tell people it's the same story and be entertaining with it. i'm like oh that's allowed and like realizing that i feel like for me comedy is a constant battle to remind myself that you can do whatever the fuck you want i'll like have a, a thought of an idea and then be like ah don't say that Yo, that dog just got away from that lady and chased the skateboarder into the street. That was beautiful. That's amazing. Well, let's see. I find that it's kind of what you were saying, that the more horrifying of a thought that I have, for some reason, people think it's funnier. Like, there's been some shit where I'll get on stage. I'm like, you know what? I haven't tried this yet. I'm really scared to try it out. And then I'll try it out. And my friends will be like, dude, that was really good. Now, I'm are like, you oh, saying, fuck, like, really? darker material or meaner material? Like, um, n- Not really any... I would say the stuff that, that that's that I don't want to say because I don't want people thinking a certain thing of me. You know I got I mean? you. Like, like, should I be really saying this publicly? Or yeah. Like, what is the... I would say that, like, just from a blank uh, generalization about you, you could easily come off as, like, maniacal. Like, you're, like hot like hot wired and like you also have this like kind of like <laughs> like this like inner like laughing at people type of thing and i don't know if you see that in yourself but i feel like if you're doing a joke where it's almost like kind of like your anger and looking down on people it can get a, a good reception because it seems honest like i i don't know if that's how you carry yourself i don't mean to like i don't know i think complete... that might be the weed talking right now i mean maybe <laughs> maybe it could be a little bit of a weed rant um, oh yeah so anyway back to the dude in his deck out oh, so yeah. we have so, yeah, I, I see this open my comic that I think is a douchebag. And then a couple minutes later, I see a dude with his dick out get traumatized. A couple minutes after that, my girlfriend breaks up with me. Oh, God. 
And then a couple minutes after that, a very close family member texts me and says that she's uh, been dealing with Lyme disease all summer. Oh, my God. And so... Is there a cure for Lyme disease? Well, no. Now, yeah, now the medical sh- is good for it. It's only like a month of meds okay. or whatever. My brother got it when he was little, and it, it ruined like a year of his life just she about... from Lyme, Connecticut? Yeah. <laughs> all Connecticut ticks giving people Lyme disease. And so, yeah, like... I, and I didn't want to take the subway home that night because I was convinced that, like, I was going to get mugged. Okay. Because it was like, well, by the time I get back from all my comedy shit or late at night, whatever I'm doing, it is, like, 2. And you know this. Sure. Like, we're out hustling. It's 2, 3 in the morning sometimes before we get home. And I'm talking every night of the week. So yeah. On some weeks. I'm not home till 2, 2.30. And I, I was like, I don't want to walk home alone tonight. Like, I'm not, like, a, you know, a vulnerable woman or anything. Yeah, but. I just was like, this day is going so terribly. Day, yeah. The only way this is ending is some dude's pulling a gun on me. Like, that, that was, yeah, it, it was a fucking that awful vibe day. vibe about it. So what'd you do? I manned up and took the subway and walked home at 3 in the morning through. Looking over your shoulders all the Oh, time hell yeah. Then. It was scary as hell. Oh, but, my God. And once I made it, I was like, well, that day sucked. And here's the worst part. I'm on vacation right now. That's why I have the beard going. Ah. Is because I've been I haven't gone to work in two weeks and uh, two weeks vacation. That's amazing. Which is something I have not done in my entire adult life ever. Really, I, I, I always do three and four day trips, maybe five. Um, I've never done a two week vacation. Ever. Have you been like hitting the mics heavy or relaxing? Yeah. Or um. Bit? Well, it started with <laughs> going to Mexico with my now ex girlfriend's family, meeting her family. So I met the family, and then a week later she called me. Wow, and fucking my ass. it's amazing. It's not amazing. It's well, amazing suck for, me. for a while. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah, I mean, time, baby. So yeah, I did that. I did the comedian softball tournament yesterday. That was cool. I um, had that in my phone, and I was out in Long Island, and I was like, what fucking was this? Do you play? I played baseball. Oh, fuck. We could have used you, man. Um, were you guys at Central Park? Where were you? P- Prospect. Prospect Park. Oh, man. Yeah, I should have fucking thought I had of you. that in my phone for a while, but I had no information on it. I forgot. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll, Good time? I'll see. You guys lost? We got second place, which pissed me off. How many teams were there? Well, there were supposed to be like seven or five. Of all like, comedians? Yeah. Oh, wow. But then, well... And then apparently, I mean, you can't really ask comics to do anything. It's on Sunday at 9 in the morning. Yeah. So a bunch of teams didn't show up. Okay. But um, of the four or five teams that showed up, we got second. Okay. That's, yeah. a, that's a good time. A little comic I'll put, I'll put your name in the uh, the bucket for next uh, next year. I don't have control. I'm not the guy who runs the team. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, someone told me about it like months ago. Like it's been in the, in, in the works for a while. Oh, it's fun. It's fun because, I mean, everyone there's a comic, and some people do get super competitive and douchey. Sure. Because people oh, are insecure. I would. It's, it's I'd comics. be that guy. I'm but diving. some people are like this one guy was walking around with a megaphone just talking shit the whole time to people. That's great. And I thought it was amazing because he was funny. Do you guys just have one field going or multiple fields? Uh, I was multiple fields, man. Wow. Someone really fields. got this shit going, huh? Yeah. It, you know, it's Lester. Dave Lester puts it together. Ah. Uh, that's too fucking all right. Yeah, it's and he put he invites everyone, does all that shit. Yeah. Um, shout out to him. He shout will not out. listen to this, but Beautiful. you know it's oh, and he's awesome. He was nice. He ran it well. Um, it was a good time. Really good time. I can't that's say awesome. anything. I'm a little so I'm, so I'm exhausted. So yeah, my vacation was going to Mexico with my girlfriend, coming here, uh, taking care of my tourist two tourist friends for two days. Okay. Getting dumped by my girlfriend after seeing a dude's dick. Mm-hmm. Playing in the softball tournament, and then this morning I woke up at like eight in the morning and helped film some sketch uh, from one of my buddies. Okay. Sketchy. So I'm like technically on vacation, yeah. but I'm more physically Busy and emotionally fuck. exhausted. <laughs> than running, I've ever running, been. running, running, running. Well, and I know these are all white guy problems, by the way. 